Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. ourselves in. It was a great game, you know, and Sonia put up a, a great fight, but, you know, we got it, so. <laughs> I feel amazing, you know, I'm proud of everyone on this field, you know. We all just pushed ourselves to be better, and it's, it's an awesome feeling. Um, it's unbelievable to do this with my brothers and finally have an outcome like we wanted to. We've been working all season, off season for a real long time now, and finally for it to roll out how we want it, it's amazing. It, it, it's indescribable, you know, and we, we knew that if there, if there was a group that could get it done and get there, it, it, it was this group. This was a goal of theirs from day one, um, and they never, they never flinched in, in setting that goal. Uh, we knew we could do it, you know, getting moved up and having the more difficult schedule and taking a couple losses, you know, we used that as motivation to get us better. Um, you know, we were definitely battle-tested and ready for this, and over the last couple weeks, we were rising. And, uh, you know, now that we're here, you know, it's special. And I, I give it all to the, all to these kids. They, they, they have certainly put their work in and have earned it every step of the way. It's going to be more proud. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Meat Grinder, your 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 weekly dose over. Actually, feels like you know every other day, uh, source of high school football in Connecticut, and we have reached Championship Saturday. Unbelievable! I can't believe we are here. We have our eight state finalists from the bottom up. We have in Class S, defending champion. Bloomfield versus the Fighting Ferrazis and Sheehan making their first state championship appearance in 34 years in Class M. You have Chad Neal and RPO run people over and killingly back in the final for the second time in three years. They're going to face Weston, which is playing for its first state championship or in its first final since 1989. Dan Hassett and the guys have reached the state final and Awesome job by them, and in Class L, the big one, the one we thought we would get all season long. It is finally here. Number one hand versus number two, St. Joseph. Somebody is going to win a third consecutive state championship. And, of course, in Double L, the Blue Wave, Darian, back again. Their fourth trip to the state final, the Class Double L state final in five years against upstart Newtown. Newtown, Newtown finally breaking through to the state championship game, their first state final since 1992. Those are your state finalists. Pete. I'm still thawing out after <laughs> last night. It was it was rough out there. It was dude. bad. It was not it was not enjoyable. Nope. I will tell you that. Um my car seat was still wet when I sat in this morning to go to the oh, luncheon. God. But we're here. We made it. We yeah. made it. We slept for a little bit. Just got back from the luncheon. Yeah, luncheon was great. 
I, I love, love the luncheon. It's the, my favorite. I would love the luncheon if I ever had time to just breathe. I barely got a time to sit down. I actually ate this year. I had croutons off a of salad. I still got to go do interviews at hand because they left. <laughs> I didn't get all my interviews done for our state championship previews. But, hey, you know what? That's just that time of year, man. Game after game, they just pile on each other. And, uh, yeah, I'm still throwing out. I'm, I was wet. I was over at Sheehan versus Ansonia in an absolutely just an epic game, an epic semifinal game. You couldn't ask for a better one. Two great, strong, powerful programs, mano a mano, duking it out, haymaker after haymaker. Uh, Sheehan comes back to defeat Ansonia 30-22 to 22 in the Class S semifinal. Uh, just an absolute epic performance by Terrence Bogan. By Jordan Davis, what a great performance by him! And, you know he, where he's come from all the way back, and winning, scoring the winning touchdown, and also scoring the uh, go-ahead score early in the second half uh, on a touchdown pass. Just a great play, awesome job by John Ferrazzi. You know he's been knocking at the door for a few years now. They finally break through, and it was just a, you know, and hats off to Ansonia. Ansonia, you know, we we all thought that uh, Sheen was going to win this game. Ansonia came to play. They were not going to give up so easily. And they pounded Terrence Bogan. Oh my goodness! They pounded him. They every hit was uh, was, was you could feel the tremors. You know what was really funny about the game? It was raining so hard. Everybody, we, but that place is so beautiful. Everyone was lining the sta- the uh, the balconies and and in the pavilion there. They were all had, nice and dry while the rest of us were getting soaked on the field. <laughs> so that was an awesome job here. You heard from those guys at the top of the show for the Sheen guys, uh, and you, and you saw. A, a much different game than I did. Yeah, my game L. was not like that. Dude. My game was not close. Uh, it was the Jaden Sheardon show part, what, seven at this point? Like I mean, ele- he scored five touchdowns last night. Uh, St. Joe's won 42 nothing. It's 11 touchdowns in the last two playoff games for Jaden Sheardon, 10 rushing. <sighs> he's playing on another level right now. Yeah, right now he's playing like the best player in the state. Yeah, the weather has uh, not been great recently, and uh, we, we talked to Joe Delvecchia, and it's just like, what, where, you know, what's gotten into him? And he goes, I don't think anything's gotten into him. It's just, we've needed him more, and we've no. gone to him, and he's delivered every single time. Jaden Sheeran is, you know, his dad, his old man, Dwayne, uh, won a state championship for Stratford uh, back in 1988, and his son now is in the same opportunity here to go out a state champion. And for him, a three-state state. state and he champion. played in four because a lot of people – there's not a lot of freshmen that start, especially at, at private schools like that. But Jaden played on that – on that uh, yeah. the 16 team that lost to Hill House That's in the right. finals as a freshman. I forget that. Yeah, people yeah, – people, 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 A lot of guys that. in St. Joseph don't really want to talk about in that 2016. But but I mean, they had so many good guys. I mean, Mike Morrissey played well. De Silva played well. I mean, you didn't really need much out of DeMantis or Hutchinson. Uh, yesterday, Whopper was – just wreaking havoc on the line. I mean, they're just it's great. top to look, and and you know, obviously it's it's on the site. It's out there. Drew Pine didn't play. Yeah. Um, I don't think he makes that big of a difference in that game because no. uh, I don't think anyone was really throwing the ball last night. No, they um, need to run. But you know, I just wanted to point out, you know, he didn't play. He was hurt. Um, the Apparently, he of, got hurt in the end uh, end of the first quarter against Weathersfield and went on to throw three hundred yards yeah. and four touchdowns. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he, so uh, you can look back. This will not. You look at Pines, what he's meant to New Canaan and what he's brought to the state over the last four years. Started as a freshman, Ballyhooed freshman, and you know, you might look at it's a bitter end. Obviously, him not playing, he suited up. It was it was a rough end to a an otherwise 
just a great career for him. State champion. How many? Like a lot of people, I you know we were talking about it before. Like I've been doing this seven years now, which isn't you know a long time. It doesn't compare to you and a lot of other guys. But he's got to be the most scrutinized player. Yeah, that I've ever seen. Being with how great you know some people say Chad Knight uh, to come in with the hype, but football is a different level. The amount of exposure that football gets in this state and the the amount of hype that came when he came in as a freshman and then won a title and all the college offers and then he's gone to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. This kid has been under the microscope since he set foot in this state. Here's and the, yeah. it's just, it was a really sucky way for him to go out. Not the loss, but him not playing. And I understand why he didn't play. You know, he's got a bright future ahead of him and you got to be healthy it was just it was really tough to see but you know what I'll give him credit he's on the sideline he's delivering plays to the guys who stepped in there's not a lot of kids that would have done that that would have you know hung their head been upset he was running around in warm-ups you know pumping up his guys yelling screaming you know trying to get he led the team out he was there for the coin toss and you know it's 42 nothing it's in pouring rain he's got his helmet off and he's signaling in plays yeah I mean that just speaks to the kind of person that he's always been since he's been at New Canaan are there a lot of things that we can look back on and say you know what if yeah absolutely and you know like Jeff wrote it's a painful end to to what was a quite memorable era in New Canaan football and you just kind of uh, you know you just it was just a weird kind yeah. of well, you didn't want it to end like that not, no. not the loss you, you didn't want him to not you don't want him to end like that but you know what if you really want to look at it if you really want to give it the the if you want to give it the good perspective that it deserves, he it was a heroic uh, quarterfinal performance by him with an injured shoulder. Yeah, you know he went he went down swinging. Like yeah, he didn't play in the semifinal. They already played St. Joseph, so like the result is not surprising. And I don't again, like you said, I don't think he would have contributed. But you look at what he's so his senior year, St. Joseph was the team. All right, so the, the St. Joseph was better than them, they were top to bottom. Last year, Greenwich was better than them, top to bottom. And that's not Drew's fault. You know, and then people can say what they want about him, and but uh, you know, and then I guess the one year you want to look at is it was a tough one, but New Canaan losing to Massac in the uh, in, as a soft when he was a sophomore, but you know what? He still won a state championship. How many and, kids? Let's go back. How many kids have started for four years and went to four semifinals? Yeah. When right. you when you look at his career over four years, it, you you're going to tell me you wouldn't take a quarterback who's going to take you to four semifinals and give you an opportunity to win a state championship right. every year. And especially the last two years, he dragged New Canaan to the playoffs. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the other guys, but he played his best football when their backs were against the wall and they had to win out to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he had a great career here. I mean, yeah. a great career, and we wish him the best. Uh, and he was one of the – he could have been a jerk. Yeah, this kid came in. I've seen it. And going off of Jeff's column, he had offers from Alabama, Florida State, Penn State, South Alabama, and South Carolina before he ever played for New Canaan. He could have been the biggest jerk in the you world. You know what comes to mind? Tremont Waters. Yeah. Tremont Waters. You know, by all counts, it was kind of you know. Eh, here I am. I'm going to be a star one day. Bye. Yeah. So. And Drew had town. He had time. For every single person. And you know what the crazy thing about it is, you know, at the end of the game, I was I spoke to Lou, and then I was just kind of watching. And you always, when a team loses, you always kind of want to watch how the losing team kind of handles themselves. And it really speaks a lot about it. He's taking photos with every kid yeah. that wants a photo with him. He's taking 
one more photo with his offensive line and all the offensive linemen, not just the starting five, the sophomores, the freshmen who were dressed, everybody. He broke them down. He, he had them all come back. He's like, hey, let's break it down one more time. Mm-hmm. One more time, let's do it together. And he was emotional, obviously. Yeah, yeah he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't blame him. And I don't blame him. This kid, look, 9,000 yards in his career, yeah. four semifinal appearances, That's a state great. title. He's going to Notre Dame. Drew, good luck. Best you wishes, were, man. You were a friend of the program. Absolutely. We, we are big fans. You know what we should do? I <laughs> Oh, friends of the program Hall of Fame? No, yeah, no. <laughs> we should get Drew on to to talk to talk about the uh, the hand versus a uh, Saint Joe matchup. Yeah, Drew, if you want to come on and talk about it, yeah, we'll, let us know. We'll do a little preview. Yeah, but we won't talk about anything else. So just you know, give me your give me your scouting <laughs> report. I'd but, love to have that. Look, and you know, look, and Saint Joe's won, and we got the the final that we that we all wanted yeah, at the beginning this of the year. Is what we wanted. If Saint if New Canaan had been there, that would have been a big upset. We oh yeah, scrambling. So it's it was St. Joe in, in hands here, and that's 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 what happens. We're only four state champions. Nope. Yep. You know, which is great. There's only four teams that get to win a championship yep. in their last game. Yeah. So that was a bitter end for them, but you know, St. Joe's man. Ooh, oh my god, they're they, they <laughs> All right. So <laughs> just, go ahead. They're just just watching them and it's just a different kid every time. Yeah. It's De Silva. It's Morrissey. It's Whopper. By the way, love Whopper. I've talked to him like a handful of times, but yeah. I really haven't spoken to him this year. I was like on the sideline. I had my hood up. I was like hiding because it was so. It just kept pouring, and they're getting off the field for for warmups. You know, he's a big guy. He just comes over. He stops. He goes, Pete. And he like grabbed my shoulders. Like, hey man, what's up? I'm love like, Whopper. what a great. He's just he's he's the he's a real beaut. That Whopper yeah, kid. I love Jermaine Williams. And he is <clears throat> he is a state. force to be reckoned with. Oh my God. He just bowls people over. Like, you know, everyone likes to look at numbers and stats, but when you get down to it, having a kid like him who could take two offensive linemen opens up the door for a lot of those yeah, guys. That's why he was first team all state for us last year. Yeah. That was just no question. Um there's gonna be plenty to talk about with Hand and St. Joseph. I was, you know, it's funny. So I did my quick show at ESPN New York on Saturday morning, and I, I just woken up when I did it. And um, and so Mike's already given me, like, all right, if St. Joe and Hand get in there, who's gonna, who's going to win? We're going to make our picks later. But if you listen to the show, you already know what I uh, whatever, you know what I, I picked already. So I've been put on the spot, not just for that game, but also for the double L final, which we both thought was going to be Darien versus Newtown. I also got put on the spot for that. I'll make well, the, I thought it was Southington, but yeah. Oh, you did. Well, I mean, what do you, you I think Darian is like 3-0 and I pick against They're them, all so at you the know luncheon. where I'm going. They're all at the luncheon saying, so, so I saw it your phone. He's like, so, were you the one who picked uh, Southington? I said, no, coach. I go, but if you listen to Mike Quick Show, well, I don't want to root for you. <laughs> he, he didn't mention anything to me, and I, and I pick against them. All they the time, they just keep it. winning. They love it. So it's kind of it's kind of funny in that sense. Like I did it during baseball with the Berlin baseball team. They were the number one seed in in M or in L, and I picked them to lose in the first round, <laughs> and they won. And they were calling me out, so I picked against them again. They def- I picked against them again, and they just kept winning. They, it was they, wild. They want no. Yeah, they want none of your uh, endorsements, Pete. <laughs> uh, but hey, listen, Darian getting to a fourth double L final in uh, five years. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that is. Why? Let's see, four, five, six, six out of seven years they've been in the, the state championship game. Seven years, so we're going back to 2013. So they've been in a final every year except last year. And guess who beat them last year? Newtown. That's right. It's a rematch of last year's class double O quarterfinals. Dan Mason and the guys going in to to put that game away. Darian, the guys who were on that field that night, they definitely want a little payback for that one. You talked to them. They they mention it. 
they talked about it a little bit, but both teams said Newtown, you know, Jared Dunn and, and Knox and Sam Wilson and Jackson Peters said the same thing. Like, there's a lot of kids on both of those teams that aren't there anymore. You know, Darianne had to replace quarterback, running back, right. both both wideouts. Um, you know, Newtown replacing Dan Mason, they're replacing their quarterback. A lot of guys from that game aren't on the team anymore. That said, they are familiar with each other, and they both had a feeling if they were going to go to a state championship this year or win a state championship this year, they were going to see each other at one point or another. I think they're looking forward to it, yeah. obviously. Pete Graham had a nice game. You know, it's been a shaky few games for him, but he threw two first-half touchdowns, and then we just turned it over to their defense, and Will Kirby put the game away. Southern had a nice couple of runs there. You know, I saw Dylan Cole have a nice nice play, um, but uh, Austin DeMell had a really nice touchdown pass. He actually took it from Graham and went, went in. Uh, that was a good play. Uh, you had Will Kirby with the run. Mike Minicus uh, had, a, had a touchdown. Now they face a Newtown team, which, you know what? Newtown, another defensive effort. And guess what? They have not given up a point in the playoffs yet. How about that? Yeah. Newtown, two shutouts, two goose eggs. Now, they, is it Southington they played? No. Was it, uh, you know, they played NFA. Shelton wishes was, they were there. But then, they, then they played a pretty good Simsbury team, which, you know, gave itself a good, according to our guy, Ryan Lacey, gave itself uh, showed up, but they just could not crack the defense despite despite multiple opportunities. And you want to talk about guys who, who keeps you know different guys every time keep stepping up. Newtown is like the epitome of that. You're 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 you're, you're giving away my preview video. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just have different guys every week. If it's not Ricks, it's Lombardo. If it's not Lombardo, it's Street. It's Ward. It's Garrity. It's yeah. Knox. It's Dunn. Riley Ward had the had the touchdown had a touchdown run and. Uh, he had two. What, he had two touchdown runs. Riley Ward and then uh, Zach, uh, Jack Zingaro had a couple pickoffs uh, late in the game that really sealed that down. And then the defense was the defense. I mean, so, uh, J- <laughs> James Newtown, Knox and you know, the rest of the guys. Newtown hasn't given up more. Newtown's given up more than twenty points in a game once. Twenty four to Shelton. I was at that game. Since then, fourteen zero zero ten two zero zero. Yeah, it's a it's an all time great team for Newtown and their first state championship in. Uh, since Joe Lato and Steve George were playing, <laughs> that was the last time Newtown played. They both won state. They were and state fun champions. fact, I learned this today. That was the day. That was the year Bobby Pattinson, his family, moved to Newtown. He was five years old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yep. It's long awaited. And that town is just chomping at the bit to get that first state championship and, in, in since 1992. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of family. It's a lot of... You know, Jared's, Jared Dunn's brothers played. The Tarantinos on the coaching staff, they played. Bobby Pattinson played. If you don't think Steve George is watching, you know, being like, you know, he wants them to win, obviously. Like, there's so much that go that is going into this this team where all these guys watch their brothers lose, watch teams ahead of them fail to get here, and here they are with a prime opportunity to take home that state title. That would be one of the greatest sports victories of all time in Newtown sports history if they were able to pull this off. They've had some great ones over the years. Yeah. But football, this they've been knocking at the door with so many great players so many times. Upset. Uh, they get knocked out by Shelton you know, in, in a couple of seesaw battles. Just haven't been able to get over the hump. Finally able to do it. Congrats to Bobby Patterson. I mean, this team, yeah, they're going to settle all counts, Pete. If they can pull this off, they will settle all family business. Yep. They will basically, it'll basically be the end of the Godfather. You know, they would settle all family business. You know, all the family 
who who didn't get the chance to be here. This is what they're playing for. And uh, to do it against a Darien team that is here every single year would be tremendous. Yep. It's it's going to be fun. We should talk about where this these finals are. CIAC has two championship sites. Once again, they have Trumbull and they have New Britain Veteran Stadium. Game times are 11 and 3 o'clock. Sheehan and Bloomfield playing in the early game at Trumbull. On the other side of the state, you have Killingly and Weston, the Class M game, playing the early game in Veterans Stadium. That means the CIAC has dropped the two game, the two games back to back at the same time. Double L and L at the same time. You gotta pick one. Which I think is a joke. It's not the most ideal situation. Obviously. No. No, it's a joke. I just it's frustrating what they do here with the state football players. I know they have a tough time with it. I get it. Wrenchler didn't work out. They asked for too much money. They weren't going to make whatever it was. Also, the field wasn't great. And the people with the aesthetics think, you know what? Massachusetts plays at Gillette Stadium. They packed six championship games in one day last weekend. They're, they're fine, you know, but they can make an event out of it. We, we can't apparently do it here. Uh, we, well, we tried. I know we were a week later the way this playoffs are set up. Yeah. So weather becomes more of a factor. And now you see it now. Might have snow tomorrow. This is being recorded on a Tuesday. So yeah, might have snow. And, and I know that's the thing. But it's just so frustrating. It's like we can't make – we have Mohegan Sun for basketball. What do we have to do for football? Because football is just completely – I don't think it's like we they, have – They a, just kind of wrap it up and go, all right, that's it. It's like you feel like the end of the – Here's the thing. There's nothing – there's no stadium in this state that stands out like a Gillette. Obviously, Gillette's an NFL stadium. Right. Let's, let's – you ever go to Gillette, you could spend the whole day there without going to watch a football game. There's so many things to do there. Mm-hmm. Yale has history all about it. They don't have lights. Dillon Stadium's nice, but – there's no difference between Dillon or Vet or playing at a high school or playing at West Haven. Obviously, West Haven's not available. There's nothing that there's no draw to any of these places other than having them. If we had a professional stadium, something like in hockey where you want to go play at the Yale Well, that is such a historic arena. I would love for them to play at Yale football, but they don't have lights, so you can't do four games in one day there because mm-hmm. then you're running into what. Almost happened. Well, in, uh, get lights. Yeah, and once they get lights, I think that'll be, you know, reconvene. This is why you know all the talk around baseball is like Palmer feels great, but there's a state of the art baseball stadium in Hartford now mm-hmm. that has all the amenities, mm-hmm. and that's why there's some rumblings that you know it, 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 that people want to play there. Whether or not that actually happens or not is something completely different. But there is no football stadium in the state that makes you say, "Oh my God, this would be what we want to play no, for." Other than Yale, but again, no lights they're that central, makes it hard. Yeah, they're Central Connecticut, and that's that was rough. Southern has always been difficult. Central Connecticut gave it a shot, and then they had it was 2013 when they brought it there yeah. from Rentschler, and it turned out to be a snowstorm. We had to play one game, and it, it turned into a mess. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm not I'm not unsympathetic to what the CIS has to go through, but there, there's got to be a better way than this. It's frustrating. Now their argument would be, well, you know. The guys who are like you two running around with cameras and getting all fired up and wanting to see all these games like those fans. There are some of them out there, but their argument is those fans don't make a dent in how they do these because there's not enough of them. Yeah, they're not. Their casual fan does not exist, according to CIAC. 
and they they've backed it up with numbers of just attendance numbers yeah you know and uh but the problem with that is is that it's not one site you know it's just uh, it's so frustrating that the two biggest games i cannot see one of them you know it's it's frustrating i can't and i know you're not doing it for me i don't care you know it's just but there's tons of guys who are but like. There's, well, there's even a lot. I mean, we were speaking to Sean McFarland from the Hartford Current. Uh, he's like, I'm going to go to Bloomfield and Shane, and then I'm running right up right. to New Britain. Like, I would have loved to cover the double L game early and then made my way to vet to see New Britain. And again, it's not about us. It's not for us. But as people who cover football as best as we do. Yeah. You know, we're kind of. I, I hate want to say that. it. And the guy said it at the luncheon, the coaches we were discussed with. They said, like, you guys promote us. You guys make us important. And you guys give pe- you guys give us people a reason to come watch us. You tell our kids stories. They're not making it easy for you at all. They're yeah. make- In fact, it's almost like an afterthought, the state championship. That's how it feels. Because yeah. it's like, you know, it's not an event. It's just three separate games, two, you know, four separate games. To back play play at the same time. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating. It's there's got to be a de- better way. Yeah, got to I just, be they a better need way. Connecticut, like I said before, Connecticut it's, doesn't have that stadium that has all the amenities that that can offer to play four games. Yale is that if they get lights, yeah. and I know that that's in talks. And even bringing in lights, I mean, I know Yale's done it before, so but that costs money, so and that's a whole other thing. But until Connecticut gets a, a football facility that that is like a something to work for when you know basketball you have the run to the sun mohegan sun does such a great job and it's such an amazing atmosphere to be there and hockey when you get to play at yale i mean the d1 game is crazy and it's awesome and even last year the d3 game when you had two towns like that they fill that place out you go to wrenchler how much are people actually filling that place out here's what here here I, i got i gotta know mohegan sun needs to build a football dome. <laughs> How about that? Oh, imagine that. And then Mohegan can run, like you know, they have the uh, pinstripe bowl at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, the Mohegan Bowl. Ooh, what do you think? I don't know. A lot of a lot of companies are pulling out of bowl games because they cost too much money. Yeah, well, but I don't know. Mohegan I mean, Sun, let's go. Let's step up here. <laughs> let's step up. Somebody do something. It's such a downer to end the season. Yeah. But enough about that. Let's get to the the, the rest of the matchups here. Uh, you know, the other the game we have not talked about yet is the Class M game between Killingly and your boys from Weston. I am I love this matchup. Doing the interviews uh, today at the luncheon, it's two completely different kind of teams. Right, you have Killingly. You know, we know RPO run people over. You know, you go through the running backs: Caffrey, Lockwood, uh, Harriet last year, and now you got Jack Sharp and and Jackson Lopes. Lopes, they they just run you. They're just going to run through you, or they're going to try to run through. They're going to run downhill, and then you have Weston who spreads the ball out. Spread offense. James Getz will beat you with his arm. He'll beat you with his legs. They get the ball to the Sawyer kids, uh, the Sawyer brothers, in different ways. Now you got Bauer. Tyler oh Bauer, God. the running back, who's really come really on. Now, he's come always on been late. there. Yes. He's, I asked him about him. He's always been there. He just hasn't gotten the press coverage that the other three have. But they can. They kind of spread it out and, and let the ball fly and like to be fast. And Killingly just likes to like punch you in the mouth. So that one's going to be very interesting to see 
how they kind of um, how they kind of you know look to defend because Weston hasn't seen that. Weston hasn't seen that kind of offense where you know they're going to keep running, 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 running. And you know I don't think there's many teams in the ECC who have the athletes that Weston has. Yeah, I was stunned at. I thought we both thought Weston would win. I was stunned with how they dominated Rockville. Now Rockville had a great season. And, you know, hats off to them. And Mike Anthony from the Harvard Current saying the Rockets are stored, guys. I don't care what you say. But uh, I know it was really disappointing for them. And uh, they ended up, you know, just a short time. It was able to turn that around. So that's tough. But uh, uh, look, I, I I love Mike. He's great to cover events with. I'm sorry. The Rock is not restored yet. <laughs> Mike must not listen to the podcast. The Rock is not restored yet. And I think Eric will agree with me. They're on their way. But a championship and a consistent contender for a state championship will restore the rock. If we're filling up the rock with like points, I would say maybe they're halfway there. Yeah. It's going to see how are you going to bounce back. This is a great class that's graduating. Yeah. Are they going to be able to get back to the playoffs with a new set of kids? We saw Brian do it at Stafford. Mm-hmm. He got it in this year. I think Rockville can do it, and I think they have an amazing coaching staff to do it, but we need to see it. And I, I have all the confidence in the world that they'll do it. So they're killing Lee's playing Weston. Let's take a quick look at the, at uh, common opponents here. Weston's only loss was to New Fairfield, right? Who and, <laughs> and, was a big fan of New Fairfield heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and New Fairfield got it uh, got trucked by Killing Lee in the semi in the quarterfinals. Yep, very intriguing matchup there. Jack Sharp looks like he, when he takes his helmet off, he looks like a sophomore. But man, does he play like a senior? And you know what? With the thirty three on his chest. I have a hard time separating him from Spencer Lockwood, <laughs> the guy he you basically like carrying. He's the next generation, as we said last week. I mean, the kid just just balls, and, and they're going to be good for. I mean, look out, man! Killingly is way ahead of schedule. They're going to be good next year and 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 the year after that. I mean, I don't even know at this point if he, you could say Killingly is ahead, behind, whatever. They're in their fifth straight semifinal. Yeah. They're a program. Yeah. This is a consistent football program. It's amazing because Chad Neal's been around for a while. And they just got this thing going now. It's unbelievable, it really is. So that's a that's going to be a tremendous uh, matchup there at the Veterans Stadium uh, in New Britain on Saturday morning. And then the other and the other final, Bloomfield going for back to back state championships for the first time since Jack Cochran was head coach and their third under Coach Ty Outlaw in what five years or four yeah. years four years third and five or no third and five seasons or something like that. Um, and they're going to play Sheehan, which finally. Finally, John Ferrazzi, 15 years as head coach, finally gets his team. They've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door. They've had so many great guys. That's just that showdown is going to be epic. Yeah, it's just, it's just been a long time coming. It's kind of funny. So when I started covering Sheen when I was at the Record Journal, that was Zach Davis's senior year. So I've kind of watched that progression of this program go from a six and four, seven and three team that kind of missed out on the playoffs to a team that people are, are, are picking to win state championships. Yeah, I mean it's pretty incredible how the, and this group came in. You know, Zach Davis's senior year, they went six and four and missed the playoffs. They lost two games by like less than three points. Mm-hmm. It was something crazy. And then he leaves, and you're like. Sheen's not going to be good. Like, they're not going to be able to compete. They just lost one of the greatest statistical running backs in yeah. state history. Well. And then Terrence Bogan and Jordan Davis show up, and they're getting 1,000 yards each as sophomores, and you're like, never mind. Terrence Bogan <laughs> earned a lot of respect on uh, Monday night with the way he played. Uh, again, like I said at the top of the show, Ansonia pounded him. They came out and pounded and pounded. Hats off to Ansonia's defense. The Faros were great. 
I mean, they were just that was one of the hardest hitting games I've seen in a while. Um, they were just killing each other. <laughs> it's, I feel for Ansoni because early in the game they go up eight nothing on after a kickoff return by McKnight gets him into good field position. They go and score on Shaquem. Um, Shaquem Harmon. He had a great game too. Shaquem Harmon's touchdown uh, put him up eight nothing. They go they go for they don't have a kicker. They go for two every time. That added a really interesting dynamic to the game too. <laughs> but then Sheehan gets the ball back. They're in deep in their own end. Bogan fumbles and Sheehan recovers. But on the next play, it was third down. Bogan definitely fumbled again. Antonio recovered, and we're all uh oh. Antonio could go up two to go up sixteen points now, and but the refs suddenly blow the call dead, and that was a huge swing in the game. They they said he was down. I looked at the replay; it wasn't even close. Um, there there were lots of different calls that night, but that was a very key one for Antonio early. She and instead of it being Antonio's ball and she and deep in she and territory. Sheehan punted, and guess what? The punt nicked off an Ansonia kid's leg. Sheehan recovered. They go in and score their first points, and, and it was a back-and-forth game. Ansonia was up. Harmon played great, just a, a great performance in his final game as a, as a Charger. It was just the rain and the weather. that the, Ansonia had more problems with it than Sheehan did. A couple bobbled snaps on back-to-back third and fourth down ended with like, their really last legitimate drive of the game. After Jordan Davis scored the go-ahead touchdown with about eight minutes left. But Ansonia's defense, once again, look, I know they scored 30 points, but Ansonia made a goal-line stand, and she eventually scored because they made him punt. But goal-line stand, they had just so many opportunities, and they were just really frustrated. You want to hear this interesting fun fact about Ansonia? This is the first time since 2004 and five that Ansonia has not gone to a final in back-to-back years. Yeah. They've been to finals in 2003, then they missed in 04-05, then they went in 6, 7, 8. They yeah. missed in 9, but they were back in 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. They lost to Bloomfield last year in the semis, and this year they lost to Sheehan. Here's the difference. That's a wild it's run. Wild. Yeah, it's a wild run. Nobody's crying for Ansonia. No. Right? <laughs> no one's crying. The difference between those back-to-back, uh, that back-to-back misses, they reached the semis in four, but didn't make to make it to a state final in 2004. The next year, Jack Hunt's last year as head coach, 2005, they didn't they didn't even make the playoffs that year. But that was when Jack retired, Tom Brockett came in, and the rest was history. And so that 2005 year was Alex Thomas's sophomore year. They didn't make the state playoffs. Um, and but you knew that, that they knew he was going to be special. And sure enough, he was. They went two straight, so back to back. So, but this time, Antonia's losing everybody. You know, they they're losing Har- Harmon, they're losing the Cafaros, um, they're losing Schuler. I mean, there's going to be a lot of replacing to do at, at Ansonia. and they've got some guys. Don't no no question, but uh, that that's tough. And they knew this was a gr- they had a good shot here to win this game, and it couldn't happen for. But hey, listen, she, it's Sheehan's time. It it was m- well. She we both picked Sheehan to win. We thought they were the better team. I thought they were, even despite you know those moments. I thought Sheen was the better team. Bogan just was ridiculous, and then Jordan Davis. And what can you say? That was a great touchdown catch, and then scoring the fourth down touchdown, uh, the touchdown on fourth down, fourth and goal after they get stuffed same spot on their last possession. That was a very key moment, and then, then the defense. So uh, now they're going up against the Bloomfield team, which is just filthy good. Uh, Bloomfield's got just athletes all over the field. Anthony Simpson's having like an all, as we said last week, he's having an MVP season. Hmm. 
and uh, he's just been tremendous. And he's a nice kid. I, I got to talk. The second year, I got he's to awesome. talk. He's awesome. I spoke to him really last nice year kid. after the championship, and I spoke to him after the Plainville game, uh, the first Plainville game this season. I was joking with him on the way out. I was like, how many are you going to score on Saturday? I was like, are you going to get the 50? I think he's at 41 total touchdowns. So you'd have to have a hell of a game. But yeah. just a hell of a season either way for Anthony Simpson. So that's that's going to be an epic showdown. I mean, there are people already. That, I mean, out of, out of the state finals, I – I like all four matches. I do like all four I like them a lot better than I liked last year's. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have St. Joe in hand. We're going to get that. The big thing about the hand game, a hand wiped up uh, Maloney. I mean, I know that Maloney hung around for a little bit. Hand was only up 15 nothing at halftime or so. Uh, but they, again, it was the same thing. They just pulled away, pulled away, just keeping doing what they're doing. Uh, Colin McCabe did get hurt in that game, and he had to come out, and it didn't look great. And so right now, hands kind of on pins and needles, kind of see what he's going to be like. Everyone's kind of adamant that he's going to play in some capacity. Here's hoping it's going to be at full. He, he's going to be full. So, but that adds an interesting wrinkle to this matchup. Hand already, people starting to doubt him. There, I don't know if you're Saint, at St. Joe's level. St. Joe might be it, man. Uh, and speaking of St. Joe, how about uh, Jack Wall? We didn't talk about it. We, it happened right after. But how about Jack Wallace winning Gatorade State Player of the Year? That was interesting. Yeah, I think it was a, a shock because he is only a junior. Um, but and considering I mean, the all kid, the good quarterbacks, in the yeah, state, yeah. But you know, it's not a football award. It's a mm -hmm. it's an overall award, and you know, you look at the accomplishments that he has done off the field in his academics and his um, volunteer work. I mean, that's what the Gatorade award is in this state, or for Gatorade, that's what the award is. And, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. And I, I, I you know, happy for him. He's a really nice kid. And what he's done to go from defensive back who likes to hit people to leading one of the best offenses in the in the state as a quarterback, you, you can't knock that. You can't, yeah. you know, and uh, look, to all the people who were complaining, and there were a lot of you, <laughs> read, the, read the story before you comment. I don't know how many people commented, why wasn't it this kid? And then... So and then they ask, well, what's what's the requirements? And then you tell them the requirements, and they go, oh, okay, well that makes sense. Right. Read the read the story before you get yourself all huffy and puffy. Because now I'm huffy and puffy <laughs> because you didn't read the story. Nobody ever reads it. Nobody ever, you know. Every time Gatorade, there it's were, a tradition. There were every year, every year, every year people complain about who should be the Gatorade Player of the Year. It's a great award, and everyone should be very happy for Jack Wallace. You know, and any kid who ever wins that award. But it's not the end-all, be-all. And I don't think that people understand that it was a Gatorade award. Yeah. Because we had people, like, getting mad at us that we picked it. No, we don't pick that. We don't they pick that. They asked my opinion. And I'll tell you what, I didn't say Jack Wallace. They, they threw him out there. I did not say Jack Wallace. I, well, I wouldn't have. If they asked me, I wouldn't have said a junior. Yeah, that was kind of like my thing. They, uh, but uh, Highsmith was the, the last one in 2013. Yeah, which is and before him was Cochran. I mean, it's a long time between picking underclassmen. So when I think of that award, I think of it as a senior award. Yeah. And there were a handful well, of kids in my head that I would have thought about other. But Jack Wallace isn't a bad pick. When you looked at the at what he has done, he came in from defense. He had to learn it. Well, he had to you know get acclimated to the position. Yeah, he's got a lot of help because it's a great team. Um, but uh, you know, there are many ways a quarterback can screw. I mean, the quarterback if a quarterback is not good. It really puts your team in a bind already. We saw a lot of teams with quarterback issues this year, and uh, they, teams that could have been great. Uh, so, congrats to, to Jack Wallace. I think that's tremendous. Uh, you know, he obviously deserves it. 
So uh, anyway, that's so those are your those are your matchups. I'm excited. I hate that I can't see Newtown versus Darien because that's where you're gonna go. You're gonna cover Sheehan yep. Bloomfield. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna see Hand and St. Joseph, and you're not. And I'm yep. gonna see Weston and, and Killingly. I just wish. And you we- know what? You know what? NFHSA. I'm not paying eight dollars to watch it on replay either. <sighs> Yeah. I'm gonna watch Sean's highlight video three days after oh, the game. Oh my god. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just such a downer. We you know, said that. Yeah. So with all that said, I you know, I'm excited about oh <laughs> I I would be remiss to uh <laughs> to if I didn't mention the fact that I got absolutely buried by a referee <laughs> during the Sony game. I got crushed. You did. It's kind of funny. So you went game. down when I got hit by a player running full steam at me, I held my ground and I caught my camera. The band applauded for me. I got hit by a player running full full, oh, full, full speed. I didn't you. fall down. I held my ground. I'm just saying you went down. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm I was tougher, bi- I was but I the, think the, the 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 record shows I might be a little tougher. Yeah, I got beat up. <laughs> Shout out to, oh, my God. And another thing I got to say, uh, number one, no one's a greater host than George French, the Derby head coach. Well, George just called me before we started recording, and George has stepped down his tenure after 10 years as Derby head coach, we wish him the best of luck. You know, he, I've never, ever covered a Derby game. I never crossed paths with George. And I went to the Shelton Newtown game, and they were off that week. And I'm online, and if you guys watch my, my videos, I always like to go to the snack stand and, like, record hot dogs cooking or popcorn popping or coffee being poured. And he's online, and he just looked at me. Hey, Pete. He goes, hey, George French, very nice to meet you. And we talked for, like, 10, 20 George minutes. He's like, you got to get a Raider dog, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was just, it was just really nice. And, and, you know, good luck to him in the future. And, you know, he's a friend of the program. We should yeah. really put together a friend of the program yeah. Hall of Fame. George, um, we did at the beginning of the season. George and I did the uh, game time CT cribs, where we did the whole t- guided tour through the Payton Fieldhouse that was built at Derby, which is absolutely gorgeous. What a play! They gotta they gotta find a way to play more state playoff games there. During the taping of it or during the video, says you know the Raider dogs are back in effect. You gotta get a Raider dog, and I'm like, you know what? I've never had a Raider dog. I've been to plenty of Derby games. George had some fun teams at Derby. They didn't really, but he he did infuse the the program with a little life after its pro. You know, it, it was after it got out of the SEC and it went into the NBL, got rid of the co-op with O'Brien Tech. George had a lot of fun, and it was fun covering his teams. We wish him the best. George did not do me wrong by suggesting I had to get a Raider dog. <laughs> Even Kyle Brennan said he went there. He said a Raider dog. You got to get it. And I, I think went I'm there. just going to go in the it spring. It is unbelievable. I think I'm just going to go there for like. Do they have lacrosse or if they hold no. a track meet? I think I'm just going to go. Raider Dogs at Derby High School are unbelievable. So, you know, they got the plans in place. George says, look, he's 38 years old now. He's been there 10 years. He was a young kid when he started. It's just time for a, a new face and someone to get into, the, you know, infuse the program with life. He, he believes it can be successful. Now, we'll see if they merge with Ansoni, which is a whole other topic. Uh, that could be happening. That too. could be a whole show. Let's, yeah. just, let's just move on. You're right. So. Those are your state championship uh, matchups. I'm excited for it. I think there's a lot to talk about. We're going to do all sorts of stuff this week. I can't even breathe right now. Well, with all that said, I think we can just go right into it. Let's We've talked the about picks. the teams, and let's do the picks. Do, 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 do. Give me a little music, maestro. All right. We're going to start down in class S and work our way up. 
this is, I think we were all excited for this game in some form or fashion. Bloom, we needed Bloomfield, Sheen, or Ansonia. That's the three teams that we thought would be a great Class S game at the beginning of the season. Sheen got in. You got number three, Bloomfield, going for their second straight title against number four, Sheen, who hasn't won a state title since 1985. That was five years before I was born. <laughs> I don't think my parents were married then. <laughs> It's been a long time coming for Sheehan. You know, John Faraz has done an amazing job. It, it, it took him a while, man. It was it was rough going for at least the first 10 years. I mean, Sheehan just could not. There were so many just down years. And, but uh, they, he kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. He's in this spot. He's got two of the, the school's best all-time football There's players. There is so much star power in this game. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony Simpson, Simpson Kyle like, Barrow, Brandon many? Bish, Kyle Davis, Darren Bryden. That's just... Yeah. Oh, Javon Massey. That's just Bloomfield. Yeah. And then you go to the other side, you got Bogan, you got Davis, you got Simmons is good. I mean, there's so many. Riley, uh, can't pronounce his last name. You know, Brendan McCarthy, you have... There's so much talent on this field. I hope Brendan McCarthy's okay. He... He recovered a fumble, and I guess one of his, when he got up to celebrate, I think he rolled over. When, I don't know what happened, but he, he hurt like his 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 knee or his lower leg, and he was icing on the sidelines, and, and that was rough. And he had to be helped off the field. So he is their emotional leader on the defense. He really makes that defense go. Um, all the kids today talked about what he's meant to them, and I, I hope he can go for the state final. They're not the same. He will team try at all. his hardest. I can. Oh, I guarantee that. Guarantee Just that. like Colin McCabe. But anyway, we got. We got, got. Who did I pick before this season? I picked Bloomfield. Didn't you I? did pick Bloomfield. I'm going with Sheen. You're going with Sheen. You're defying what you picked at the beginning of the year. December Bowley is defying August Bowley. Yeah, that's going to be a common showdown. Theme like it's like the it's like it's like when you play when you fight Shadow Link at the end of uh, <laughs> at the end of Zelda: The Adventure of Link. And about <laughs> only the coaches and the fathers got that reference. Um, Nintendo, baby. <laughs> I'm also going with Sheen. I, I've, like I mentioned earlier, I've seen a lot of the Sheen program in the last couple of years. And, and this senior class, I've kind of seen go through. And they just, every time, every year, they just make it further and further and further. And this is it. This is it. This is everything that they wanted to do when they were sophomores. This is everything when they when they got handed their terrible schedule at the beginning of the year. And by terrible, I mean not good for them. Yeah, but it got um, them ready for this. But it got them ready. This was it, their win against Ansonia was their second win in their second game against Class S. But they they got battle tested. They got that's what they kept saying. They got pounded by North Haven. They got pounded by Cheshire. They just kept coming back up, and they were ready for that. Ansonia hitting them, getting physical with them. Was, was 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 not a surprise. Like yeah. they were like, well, okay. See, and that's the thing that I look at in this game is, you know, Bloomfield has been so good. And I think John Holt said today at the thing they've only allowed twenty nine points all season. When has Bloomfield been tested where they're going to have to come back? We'll see. And I think this is going to be a close one. And I'm going to think the experience and the battle testingness. The <laughs> that's not a word. Leave it in. <laughs> I'm going with Shane. I'm going with the Titans. I think this group leaves on a high note with the state final for Terrence Bogan, for Jordan Davis, for something his brother couldn't do, and Zach, and just all those kids. Sheen, Sheen's going to take home the title in, in more words than I should have said. All right, <laughs> now we're going to M, and we got high-flying Weston offense against, you know, Killingly, who is going to beat you up. They're going to be physical with you. 
And I don't know how much style of that play is played in the SWC. But Weston's here. Again, this is a sophomore group, just like Sheehan, who came in, missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker their sophomore year, missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker their junior year, got into the playoffs this year, and they've made every moment of it. And I talked to Coach Dan Hassett today. and goes, the most important stretch of this season was the four games that James Getz was hurt. Mm. And they went 3-1, and one, and Brendan Sawyer came in and led that offense, and they didn't really miss a beat except in that loss. Mm -hmm. The fact that they were able to stay afloat until he got back to make the playoffs, that could have been the end for them. But here they are with a chance to win a state title game for the first time since 1989. Wow. Where were you in 1989, John? I was a an eighth grader at Amity, well, Amity Junior High School in Bethany. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> There's a lot of those here, but I mean, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Two different philosophies meeting head-to-head -to, -head to settle it on the field. This is a great M matchup. A great one. Killingly dismantling New Fairfield, who dismantled Weston. A Getzless Weston. A Getzless Weston, and he is playing awesome. Yeah. And they're running the ball now with Bauer. This is a different Weston team that played New Fairfield earlier this year. Yeah. And at the same time, this is a Killingly team that had responded well to that heartbreaking loss to NFA on the final play. Yeah. They just could have lied down after that game and not recovered, but they did, and they've won every game since, and they've won them handily. Yeah. The legend of Jack Sharp begins. Just like I picked Bloomfield to win a state championship to start the season, I picked my boys. Picking Killingly? I picked my boys for Killingly. Will I do what I did just now for Bloomfield? For Killingly that I did for Bloomfield? No, I'm going with Killingly. Yeah, I had a feeling. By the way, I'm just thinking, you picked your winners that you picked at the beginning of the year are all playing in the state title game. Damn right. I am... <laughs> I am 0 for... I'm 1 for 4. Really? Yeah. Greenwich lost. Yeah. Um... Brantford didn't make the playoffs, and Ansonia lost in the semis. Mm. So it's a really interesting one, yeah. yeah. Well, I picked Way one, to go, yeah. Pete! <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, let's skip. We're going to double up. Well, hold on, did you, who, who are you picking? Oh, I didn't say I was picking. Oh, I'm I'm going with the Trojans. Yeah, I'm going with James Getz, the Sawyer Bros, Coach Hassett Bauer. I'm going with the Trojans. That'd be amazing. To win their first state title since I I can see them totally winning this game too. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a great game. Like it took a while for Killingly to put Waterford away. Shout out to Waterford for a tremendous year. Yeah. Uh it took a little while for uh, Killingly. It was only seven, seven and a half timing. Actually Waterford had a lead in the first quarter of seven yeah. nothing. But then they then they brought sharp next thing you know, bang, touchdown. He's good. Bang, touchdown. I think there's gonna be a high scoring. This is gonna be like that massive game that Weston played. Maybe not 60 Here's points. Here's the thing. At Killingly, I think it's going to be 40-40. I think, I think Weston's better than Wa Waterford. Uh, if Kingley does rip off a few runs there, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. But uh, I, I think Weston's going to be able to keep up with them. Yeah. If they do do that. If Jack Sharp gets stuffed mm, in the room. You know, <laughs> if they do do that. Um, I think <laughs> It's been a long day. Like, I could see Weston. I, I really was tempted to pick Weston. But you know what? I went with Kingley to start the season. I really think they're going to win this. All right. Well, we're going to skip L. We're going to go double L. Okay. Let's go to double We got Darianne, who's going for their, what, fourth title in five years? What is it? Yeah. Darianne, who has recovered well from Thanksgiving, shutout loss to New Canaan, beating Greenwich, Southington to get to the finals. And they got Newtown, who is in a position to shut everybody up who says that they can't win the big game. Mm. And we said it. And I've said it numerous times. 
This is for the past teams, the past coaches, and everyone who was so close and failed to get to this game. And the kids, the kids said it. The kids said it to me today at the luncheon. This is for all the people that come to the game, all the former players, a lot of their brothers and their siblings and their cousins. Yeah. This is all for them. They're, this game is, I am so pumped for this game. I am too. I can't see it. I hate you, CIAC. I despise you for making me miss this game. But Newtown's defense has been lights out, as we've mentioned. It's been what's carried this team, especially since uh, since they lost Ricks early on. They were oh, they had some pretty good offense, guys. But now it's just been defense. Even they have not allowed they have not allowed a point. Uh, but I mean. And Darian's offense has struggled. So those are two uh, dynamics right now. Darian got its offense a little bit going on against Southington. So that was good to see. It was good to see Peter Graham, you know, getting back into the groove a little bit and throwing some TD passes. Uh, Darian's defense is also – this is an epic matchup. It really is. And uh, So I was on Mike Quick's show, and he, he put me on the spot. He said if it was came down to Darian and Newtown, who am I picking? I, and then he was like, pick it, Molly. And I went Newtown. So, I, uh, you know, I, I could see, I feel I could see Darian winning this more than I can Newtown. I just because Darian's so well coached, and they're so they, amazing what they do, and it's, picking against Darian is like is like daring them to win the game. You know, they 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 they, they go, oh, oh, no, nobody's picking us, huh? All right, and it gives them a little. I mean, nobody nobody gets motivated more for to show everybody wrong than Darian does. I don't know what it is. It's it just that's the case. But I have to go with Newtown because I said on Mike's show. I'm going with the, the Nighthawks. Uh, that would be a tremendous, like I said, that would be a tremendous victory for them, for the town, for everybody. I'm going with Newtown as well. I said it at the beginning. I think I said it at the end of the week. I think we, at the end of the season, I think we cut it. I was like, they're my pick. No matter how the brackets fall heading into Thanksgiving, I said, I think Newtown's going to win double L. I'm standing by it. That and Darian, people ask me, like, why do you keep picking against us? Well, you keep winning. So now if I pick you and you lose, then it's my fault. <laughs> so I'm just going to stick picking against you guys. Though, look, Sam Wilson is a gamer. You know, Jackson Peters is awesome. Will Kirby's good. They have a lot of guys. Newtown's got a lot of guys. I think this is going to be a very close game. I see the first three games that we talked about I think are going to be so close. It's going to be like 6-6 six, six at the end of the first half. And it's going to be 12-6 Darian or something crazy like that. That's going into the final quarter. It's going to be like – because they just – these teams just don't score a lot. Yeah. It's the defense that does the scoring and, and puts, presents hey, the man, It wouldn't surprise me if this game, this game came down to special teams. Newtown's kicker has been money – O'Connell has been money all year for them. And Darian has struggled to finish their scoring drive with extra points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Southington game the first time. Yeah. The Greenwich uh, so game, the game in the playoffs. Last night against Southington, they struggled. To, it's going to be very interesting. If they start going for two and they're not converting, it's going to change a lot of things. I think you got to watch no, special I'm teams sorry. in that Darian game. Darian made all, four, all three of his kicks last night. Oh, did they? Oh, good for them. <laughs> I but it's happened before, so stand by it. All right. You ready for the big one? Yeah. dun 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 this is it. This is the game we all wanted from August on. Or since the divisions oh, came man. out. All right, this is it. We wanted it. Everyone wanted it. I think every football fan who wasn't in Class L wanted this game in the championship. We have undefeated St. Joe's playing 
undefeated hand, hand two-time champion at Class M. St. Joe's is also going for the third straight title, but in S, M, and L, they'll become the first team in state history to win three straight titles in three different divisions. You got Jack Wallace versus Phoenix Billings, Jaden Sheardon versus Colin McCabe, you got Ben Corniello versus Mike Morrissey, you got Cole Silver versus Austin Doyle, you got so many playmakers on this field. It's going to be it's epic. It's insane. Dan Orlovsky wants to show up. He's ready. He was all fired up uh, on Twitter after. Where, where is it? Where is he tweeting at me? Where is he? Where's the games? What time? Where's Hans St. Joe's in all caps? Danny O's fired up. If Danny O's fired up, you better be fired up for this one. You get, like you said at this top, get your tickets now. What are, what are the chances we get Danny O to break down the film for us? I don't know. I reached out to ESPN weeks ago. I'm still waiting here. Danny, let's, let's go. I want to see... Like you don't have, to, we don't have to do a whole broad setup. I saw you on Monday Night Football last night with the, with your big screen TV, breaking, yeah, we don't, breaking we don't, we it don't all have down. That. <laughs> I know, no, but Danny, let's let's see it. Let's see, let's get a Dan. Let's do do your own do your own video. I want to see you break down Saint Joe in hand. Let's go get some film. Have uh, have Jeff Roy send some to you or whoever. Uh, I want to see some Daniel Vintage ESPN film breakdown of this game. The kids would love it. You got to do it, buddy. Yeah, that would you be You got to awesome. do it. That's awesome. He wants to go, even though Matt Mem Matt Memoli, the Newtown AD, was one of his best friends. He's like, come on, Dan. You got to come to our game. <laughs> so Dan's, even Dan's, Dan Orlovsky's getting split between two games, CIAC. Like, what else do you want us to do? Jeez. Anyway, so, uh, like, look, this is an epic matchup, and. You know, as the season went on, you know, as the season had hands, the tide turned. Yeah, hands started to struggle them to to put teams away early, where St. Joseph was just sticking daggers in people's backs very early. Uh, you started to get the sense that are we voting for the wrong team at number one? Well, you know what? It didn't matter because if all held form, this is they were going to face off two toughest kids on the block. Sooner or later, they're going to fight. And now that we have it, now that we're here, let's just quickly break this down. Here's where I think Hand is kind of, kind of lost a little bit. I don't think they've, they listen. They've still got a great defense. They've still got Phoenix Billings. They've still got a lot of the guys up. But there are some key guys that man, they man, do they miss? Them. They miss a kid like Julian Banerjee, just a fiery guy who just got after it. They miss a guy like Ian Butler, who was like who was like two-time All-State for us, yep. three-time. Also in in the defensive backfield, they missed a Jack Flanning on the other side. And they got some young guys who have stepped up and played well. Now they're in the big boy stage. They need the guy, the confidence and the swagger that the team had last year. They it don't feels seem like to they're have it. lacking that. Like you know, I talked to Julian Banerjee after that they won last year, and he was like, "We knew at the at the luncheon that we were going to beat him." We knew that we were going to beat them by X amount of points. Oh, yeah. They just had that swagger. I mean, they weren't were playing St. Joe last no, year. No, I know, but I'm saying they had that confidence and that swagger that you didn't want to mess with them. And I think that St. Joe's has that this year. I think yeah. they have that swagger where you just you look at them when they come on the field and you're like, you know, I was watching Jaden Sheardon like walk the field earlier in the game. I was getting some film, and I was like, I'm kind of scared of him. Yeah. Like, he's a, I mean, you look at his highlights, he's a bad, bad man. One of the nicest kids when you talk to him. But he's just walking around the field surveying. I'm like, I, not that I could tackle him anyway. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to deal with him. You want know, to Mike Morrissey warm up? I'm like, no. Kind, kind of scares me. Yeah. So, I, I don't feel like Hand has had that killer instinct. And they might have it. And they really, I mean, they, 
they're they're they've, they're two playoff wins. I mean, they, they've just destroyed their two teams. Um, and here's the difference between them and St. Joe right now. They've been battle tested. Like they really yeah. been battle tested. I other than New Canaan, which didn't have Pine, and obviously they played weren't in the same league. And it was no contest. Yeah. I don't think St. Joe's has really been battled. They haven't been in that moment where they need to make a drive to win the game. I mean, they don't. They haven't had to, and that's good for them. Yeah. Um, but will it hurt here? I'm very curious to see how that. If this game play. stays close, I'm very interested to see how that's going to play. Well, out here's the thing: you take away from it. Fairfield Prep hung around. They didn't win, but they hung around. And Hand is much better than Fairfield Prep. Now that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think St. Joe is. Improved since then. I think Hand is, is too. And Hand's got, they've got a, their coach to play for. And I don't know when, it's not they're playing for him and everything in it. But that's been their, like, their rallying cry. Lean, you know, on, lean me. on me. Lean on me. But that's, that said, I just top the bottom. I feel like St. Joe is a more talented team. Uh, you know, if, if uh, Hand can't get pressure on Wallace, if they can't, you know, Sheridan, it's just so many weapons. And Hand has that as well. But it takes them forever to get there. And if they take forever in this game, St. Joe's is not going to let them stick around. Hand needs to get going quick. You need to get to going. Get some fast. No you mistakes. Need. I mean, it, if they you win the coin toss, you take the ball, you go down, yeah. you put and you put seven. They're up. the underdogs here. Yes. that's They're the number one team in the state. But now they're the underdogs. Yep. I think if you look at the poll we put up on our, our state cha- our state playoff page, it's overwhelmingly St. Joe's. 48% St. Joe's. To win when we put this up, at the, when the state it's not a scientific started. poll, but that's seventeen hundred people voted. They are, they are, yeah, seventeen hundred people voted, and you're not allowed to vote twice. And the computer knows if you're on multiple browsers or devices, you can't vote multiple. It's times. all IP addresses, right? It's kind of annoying. It's not a really good poll, but but however, that's pretty. That's pretty telling, especially since we have hand people on our site a lot. We have St. Joseph people on our site, so I think it's weird that hand is the underdog. They're the number one team in the state. Uh, so, but you know, St. Joseph's defense might be a little better than Hands. St. Joseph's offense might be a little better than Hands. Hand, I think, has the intangibles. You know, they just the will to win. Mastro is just a, is a wizard. It's been so long since they lost the game. It's been so long since St. Joseph really lost the game. They, there's something to be said about when you have something else to play for. That when, said, that said. I'm going with St. Joe's. I know you were going with St. Joe's. I'm sticking with my pick at the beginning of the year. I'm going with Hand. Phoenix Billings, I think, caps off an unbelievable high school career with his third straight state championship in a time where we saw multiple quarterbacks go to Power 5 conferences. This baseball player is going to win three state titles as quarterback of the best team in the state. Yeah. That that would be an amazing... For them to pull this off would be just a cap around just an emotional season for them it would be it would be an upset it's crazy that we're saying that for the <laughs> why haven't you been voting number two uh saint joe number one and hand number two great question i don't know i just kind of came to this conclusion over the last few days of the playoffs just the way saint joseph has been playing yeah hands crushing teams too it's I'm gonna be gonna awesome. be interested to see danny let's if get it it's close danny let's get a breakdown how jack wallace will respond to being down yeah because when you're down and it's late, you can't run the ball. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine, too, but we haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen when they're in crunch time. Well, we're making a lot of different picks here. We're all kind of all over the place. We are all over because we haven't slept. Yeah, I know. I'm completely cooked. So all right. i got to go take a final. Yeah. <laughs> i got to get out to get my hand interviews. 
So uh, uh, that's going to do it for a championship meet grand here. We'll be back next week to wrap all of this up. Ugh. Oh, my God. Um, so here here are the picks just running down again in class S. We're both, right? Yeah, we're both, both Sheehan. Uh, we're both going with Sheehan in class M. You're going with Weston. I'm going with my preseason pick. Killingly, I went against the grain. I said Bloomfield beginning of the season, and then I went against him in the final. Now they're here. In class L, I went with St. Joseph. I'm surprised that you stuck with Ham because you were definitely, you were definitely inching towards St. Joseph, and you were you you must have made that pick at the very end, like last second. You made that uh, pick. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna stick with what I did at right. the beginning of the year. So. Fair enough. And then in class double L, we both went with Newton. I don't want to be a flip flopper like you. <laughs> we, we, in class I, double, I, one of my picks is actually in the finals out of four. I gotta stick with them. <laughs> Absolutely, you do. <laughs> and in class of below, we both went with Newtown, which means it's gonna work. <laughs> just put it in the bag, man. We are the kiss of death. No, but that would be a great. I think we, I, I still like Newtown. Newtown can pull this off. It might be a sentimental pick, but uh, you know what? And if Darian pulls this off, it would be one of their best, best uh, championship victories ever. So uh, just tremendous job. So that was, that's it. We got a lot to do. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks to everybody for their help with the, the luncheon. And uh, we'll see you after the finals. I hope you guys figure out a way to get to see as many games as possible. Just follow us on Twitter. We'll, we'll be at two games. Make here. sure you come to Game Time CT to check it all out. We'll give you as much coverage as we humanly possibly can. For Peter Baguaga, this has been Sean Patrick Bowley. This has been the Meat Grinder on Game Time CT. Goodbye.